This is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Hey, hey, let's enter into the Joy Zone with these Indie Creators. Follow. going uh, the zoom thing had you in another parallel universe so i know i, I got through the wormhole and i'm, I'm back. <laughs> feels good all right feels good welcome, good welcome, to, to, K- welcome to klbp 99.1 fm long beach yeah so happy to have you so happy to to touch base with our guru our swami our <laughs> yay <laughs> it's fun to see you two of my You're favorite people and, uh, <laughs> it's so great and we have a little Ganesh back here in your honor. Aww. I don't know if you can see him. He's like way back there, but. <laughs> that, that's, um, that's a- well, 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 good. It's been a pleasure watching you do your thing online and serving the community in the way that you've always served your community. Uh, sessions that you're having are are definitely uh, elevating the vibes of of your universe, my friend. Well, you know, we all got to do our little bit, but thank you. I'm, I'm glad. I, I appreciate that. Your your insights your insights in this time and and to our community and to our world and certainly to our country are so important to uh, 
helping us harmonize and deal with this isolation that maybe some people are feeling. A lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have lost their businesses. A lot of people are still in uncertainty. A lot of people don't know what to do next. And uh, I know with the practice of yoga, and uh, those of you that don't know, but uh, I was in one of Saul's first graduating teacher training classes. And uh, the knowledge that he's bestowed upon me has helped me manage a lot of the difficult times where I might have felt isolated over the last 7, 10, 12 years. And uh, maybe, Saul, you can share a little direct insight to our audience in terms of what you shared with us. What is this yoga principle? <laughs> in times uh, of how, how long transition. We have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, well, you have... We, well, we have we have thirty five entertaining minutes with you. All right, I'm just being a little playful. I, I can I can be somewhat succinct. Well, first of all, we say Namaste, which means the the spirit in me, the light in me, acknowledges the light in you, and we are connected. And um, it's a gesture of respect. The yogis really had this sacred vision, as many cultures have that we are all from the same source and that the same life force flows through everything. And so they, you know, thousands of years ago, they, they made sacred mantras and prayers and chants that included everybody's well-being, not just their country, their people, but literally, many people will know this mantra just because it's coming through our culture, but loka samasta sukino bhavantu. May all beings in all worlds be happy and peaceful, and may I contribute in some way to that consciousness. So yoga means union. It's a, the Sanskrit root word, yuj, means to bind or join. It's where we get the English word yoke, like when you get yoked, you know, when you <laughs> join yourself. or Not woke, but yoked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yesterday was 420, that's a different thing, right? So... It's really about, it means connection. It's, it's connection in the microcosmic, the body to the breath, to the mind, to the heart, that I am a whole being. My nature is wholeness. So it, it gives me a way to reconnect myself. But the yoga is then with nature, with mother nature. Tomorrow's Earth Day. And it's so important in this crisis that we realize our connection in the web of life. And ultimately it's with, with spirit. And I'll just say also that it's non, it doesn't matter what culture, what religion, what background, what yoga is, in my humble opinion, is the technology that's innate to all of us of body, mind, breath, heart, soul. And so it helps us to reconnect in that way. And is it, is it in a, when you found your way into this practice, how did you find your way into? How did you find your way into yoga? Were you were you going through a bit of a, a bit of a, transition yourself, or was it uh, who, who who shared this wisdom with you yeah, initially? Yeah. So I was I was going through the big transition, you know, the, that thing called being a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> that when when your kundalini wakes up a little bit and you don't know what to do with it <laughs> and, and most people around you obviously don't have a clue either <laughs> even, even though they're even though they're doing their best and they you know i mean ho hopefully we just get loved up enough you know in that time but um i was really fortunate um so my father who's passed on now he became a, a butterfly i think pretty sure 
Um, my father was born in Burma, went to school in India, and he, he was always interested in the Eastern mysticism, Buddhism, psychology. So part of the time growing up, I was around him. I didn't always grow up with him. So there were little seeds that he kind of planted, I would say. And um, when I was about 16, at that point, we were in, I was in Malibu and um, walked into the living room one day and there was this being sitting there who had like really, you know, ear, big ears, partly because his head was shaved, big eyes and a big heart and an incredibly big presence. And he was wearing saffron robes and his name is, because he's still well alive, um, his name is Yoga Vachara Rahula, a Buddhist monk yogi from Riverside, California, <laughs> who, was in, who was in the Vietnam War, who Love it. just kept going and ended up. And so long story short, he and my father met when my dad went through a midlife crisis in Sri Lanka. They became friends, stayed friends. And Rahula used to start visiting us about that time, he started visiting us. And it was really, um, you know, at that time, I didn't really have a vocabulary for it. It was just somebody that was, you know, really present in a way that you could feel. So he just started teaching me stuff. And about 23, I had already burned out from the music business. So I, I didn't know what, what to do, but basically I ended up at this forest monastery and just started diving in about 20, 22, 23 years old. And, and uh, now I'm 52. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> that, well, that's beautiful. I mean, the, I, I can, I can share with our audience and remember uh, it's maybe yoga is new to you. Maybe, maybe it's something you thought about doing. And if it's something you thought about doing, I, I would, I would recommend uh, jumping in anywhere you can and start somewhere and find a teacher that resonates with you. And uh, if for every yogi, there's a person that uh, there's the gift there waiting for the right person who walks into that space. Because right every teacher is different. Every teacher has, has their strengths and every teacher is a human at their core uh, with their own weaknesses. But if you find the right yoga teacher, it's a gateway to heaven. I can tell you that right now. And, 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 and uh, Saul David Ray is worth a shot. I don't know. You're in Ohio right now, right? <laughs> I'm worth He's a worth shot. a shot. That's hilarious. I'm hoping we're all we were talking shot. before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking before you got on that how you created like church I, in I, your I, classes. I, I can personally, I can personally say, you know, it was it, it was one of the more profound moments of my life walking into a stacked yoga room on a Sunday morning with 120 bodies laid out side by side with absolutely zero space in between, and all of a sudden. This man walks in and the, the room kind of quiets down a little bit and all of a sudden this energy rises up and uh, I'm transported into my best self instantaneously in spite of myself. So if you ever walk into a room like that, you know you're in the right room. And I knew I was in the right room. In spite and, uh, of ourselves, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. In spite of myself, I can say, I mean, I, I probably wasn't even worthy of the experience, but I, but I got to have it and I, and I learned how oh, to. Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Well, I learned how to recreate that for myself. And for that, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed right because on. I took what was in your class and I've been able to, to take it outside of class and, and walk around with it, especially when, uh, 
especially when uh, I might be a little down on myself. I, I, I'm able to take the practice of yoga and, and to recover myself almost instantaneously. Uh, and, that, and that for me is what a yoga teacher is for. So you're up in Ojai and you, uh, what is, what's happened to, to our practice now? Are you concerned about the yoga practices because of the quarantine? And, and uh, what, what, are you teaching more online? How are you going to adapt to these new circumstances within our country? You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. I think we're all, you know, no matter what we're doing, finding ways to adapt. I mean, I, I really feel like this is uh, a quantum moment it's touching so many levels and layers of life really i think all layers yeah you know personally uh, you know I'm, I'm riding the waves like everybody else you know working through this the fear that's present collectively working through my own you know kind of life shifts and challenges but i i'm so blessed to be in a you know i'm staying at a friend's uh, retreat center where i've done programs for many years so it's a really beautiful piece of land here. I feel so fortunate to be on and, and just taking a lot of things online. And, you know, there's anybody interested in yoga and healing that is on social media can see the incredible offering of the healing community. And, you know, even like the stuff that you guys are doing, the talk shows, the yoga, the breath work, the, and you know, I've, I've even heard some people say, oh, yeah, it's too much. It's, I don't think it's enough. I think it's so amazing. Because did you notice that there was, for a while, it, like the first month, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just my feed, but all that political fighting and attacking and crazy was going on. But it just all disappeared for like a month. And it was like everybody reaching out to each other, caring about each other. And these amazing things that were happening. And then, you know, it's still, it's going in and out a little bit now, but you know, this is, so it, so I have a little saying that, you know, in the good times we practice and it helps us enjoy life more and be more present for life. In the difficult times, it's our lifeline. You know, and much like what you just shared, Tom, the teachers, teachers jobs are to transmit knowledge and wisdom to share. And we are all limited beings, you know, as you mentioned, I totally agree. And the teachings of yoga, the teachings, I believe, of, you know, Suzanne and I have a history of, you know, talking about a lot of these practices, Tibetan practices, indigenous practices. They are living practices that they live in us when we practice. And they're there for us as a way to, in, a, in an often oppressive world, and, you know, we're, I'd say probably most of us are very blessed in our life experience, though we go through challenges. But for many people, life is very difficult, always. Right. You know, so, so we can come to these practices, but they're there for us, and they, they help us in these times. And um, I would say that they're even more essential now. That I have some friends that, um, how do I say this quickly? Um, 
they're they're predicting a mental health pandemic after yeah. this and i you know i don't i'm not an expert in this way so i don't know these things but it there's so much fear and stress that's been brought up to the surface in this experience which is still part of the the healing of all this right but a lot of that stuff was there it's just it's our way of life our way of life tomorrow we celebrate earth day and we we must as a human family keep considering how we're in relationship with the mother you know we right. can't continue this rape i mean i'm just going these these are my thoughts but continue this rape culture of mother earth where we just take what we want without you know care and be incredible wealth and balance and i mean you guys know all this stuff and then you know just that the Those of you who are just tuning in, we're talking with Saul David Ray, yogi, guru, mentor, master of the yogic arts, and he's sharing musician, with us, <laughs> musician. But that's who we're talking with right now, and he's sharing with us uh, some yogic wisdom. And uh, uh, we're glad to have him here on KLBP ninety nine point one FM. Right on. Continue. Gaia, Gaia, Mama. Our relation, really giving back or being mindful. Before you came on, where I was talking about the chanting, and uh, one of your, I think one of your master, one of your high skills is being able to teach the wisdom of the of these great chants to your audience as we learn as we learn the chanting. You're bestowing upon us the significance and the meaning of the chant, and uh, uh, maybe you can share a little bit about that. You know, everything is sound, right? That's what we know through physics, that everything in the universe is sound and light and vibration. We, we don't question that anymore in science. We, we know that we live in a vibratory universe and we're vibratory beings. So many cultures, maybe I'd say all cultures, have valued sound and prayer and meditation in some form. It varies, you know, different cultures. But in India, they really developed this practice under the umbrella of what's called nada yoga nada is vibration so it's the union of vibration and bhakti yoga comes out of that and mantra yoga and essentially you know they've just i mean i guess the most important thing is for me they've been a part of my own practice for 30 years just in my own 
you know, first starting with like, you know, I was in the music business, but then Buddhist chanting, which tends to be very kind of monotone, you know, three notes really. Um, but was very meditative. It was like kind of going into this when you, because the mind is really doing the same things over and over again. Anyway, people say, well, why are you singing the same thing over and over again? But our <laughs> minds are usually thinking the same kinds of thoughts. We just don't realize it. So mantra is about healing the mind. That's actually the, the meaning. Man means mind and tra means technique or to liberate. So um, it really just helped me. And then going to India and hearing the beautiful devotional music, like the floodgates opened for me. So I never really meant to, sh to share it with groups. Um, it was more just a natural, you know, doing something that I was doing and okay, you know, let's do a chant, let's do a chant. But it's been part of my own practice, really learning how to share that with others. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Hey, hey, let's Do you have a favorite one? Do you have one that you're, you're, you're personally attached to? No, too too many of them. <clears throat> um, but but each I one. I love is, when you do Loka Samasta Suki no Bhavan too. Well, we could yeah, we can definitely do a, a little chant. Or your new song too is beautiful. Okay. One of your new what? songs off your album. Are, yeah. Oh, you're recording. Oh, you, he's got an album out there. Didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, Come on, let's it's... let's talk about this stuff. What else can we promote right. about? <laughs> How else can we get this man out there? <laughs> What's the name of the album? Ten Thousand Sons. Ten Thousand Sons. Music, music for Healing, Peace, and Awakening. I think we gave it a long title. But From Ten Thousand David Sons. Ray. When, when, when did you put that one out? Well, we we did it in stages. You know, music is not my day job, so um, it's like a you know nowadays, like as an artist, you you, I mean, the beauty is you can record a whole album in your living room. You know, but you also do everything else yourself too, in most cases, like yeah. the record, the marketing, you know, that, all that. But luckily, you know, we have a wonderful community. Um, so I started releasing it in the fall of 2016. Um, the full album came out in, I think, 2018 on iTunes. And um, so, yeah, it's been out for a couple of years. It's a beautiful That's album for right now, really. Shambo Jiaji Shiva Shambo Jiaji Shiva Shambo Jiaji Shiva Shambo Shambo, my 
What does a what does a day look like in the day in the life of Saul David Red? What, what does that look like? What, what is <laughs> well, a what does a mastermind like you do? What does the guru do? The guru, I'm nobody's guru. Friend. Your mom, friend, yeah. <laughs> well, what does the, your guru do for guru you? Guru means friend, and, and we're good. You know, brother, brother, yeah. But what is that? Um, what does that? What does that look like? Like if somebody wants to, you're you're clearly in you're clearly in the present. You're, you're, when you speak, we can, we can feel almost every thought that moves through your mind. And so the, your ability to, to, as a teacher, to remove that buffer between yourself and your audience so that they can experience the journey that you're taking them on is a, is a really uh, unique uh, aspect to any speaker, leader, teacher. And so that, that's got to be cultivated. I mean, and, 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 a, and so a day in the life of, somebody that has that has to have that on his sleeve in order to really function effectively how how do you do that well the practices i mean that that's really you know my anchor in my life because i'm you know in many ways i'm just like everybody else you know just trying to figure out how to balance family and work and personal time spiritual time healing time. Um, so I have, you know, certain things I do and it can change, you know, certain things going in and out, but just practices I do that help me. And, um, like, what know, does that just, look like? Literally, like, like you wake up. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take you. Today, for instance, <laughs> and we mean quarantine or non-quarantine. <laughs> well, like I would imagine you're maybe well, a little bit the more challenged moment. during the quarantine. <laughs> But, but I mean, like, like we want to ideally aspire to a conscious existence and the practice of yoga allows us to keep things in perspective. And you are clearly a man that even regardless of the challenges of life manages to keep perspective. And that's a gift. And that's something that tens of millions of us need to mm. get under our belt in order to keep things in perspective. So we don't, yeah. so we can make better choices. And, and your example, uh, you're an exemplary example of managing that because you, you, you're, you're a yoga teacher. You are, you, you, you are that. Well, that, that means I have to do it for my work. <laughs> and that means I, so it has to become a part of my life. And so that's, that's really the secret is anything that becomes part of our life. I mean, you know, for me, like I, I never thought, okay, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. I'm going to be a healer. I went to Asia and I spent about three years there when I was about 20, beginning my 24th year. And I came back from there and the yoga thing was just taken off. And um, I got offered a job doing pretty much the only thing I knew how to do <laughs> at Yoga Works, the, the original Yoga Works. And I had done some other things too. And, but you know, the, the secret is so. 
in the end, you know, the things that we do daily become our reality in some way. They become part of us. So whether it's, you know, going to the gym, it's, you know, doing music, it's whatever it is. And there are certain things in life that we have to do, our duties, our responsibilities. And then there are the things that somehow we, and so I, I look at this as like the earth school, that all souls are here, as you spoke to earlier, which I totally agree. All souls are here to learn, grow, heal, evolve. Nobody has all the answers. And, you know, there maybe there's some great wise gurus and teachers, I don't put myself in that category, who really are maybe awake from moment one, but they still have to go through a, a process that creates that, um, that flow and that structure in their life. And um, so for me, you know, the challenge has been, I'm, I've been on the road for pretty much 20 years, and that's been really hard for family life. You know, been very challenging um, to integrate those two. But I love my family, and I keep showing up because that's where my practice is. And so, and then you know, just the habits of you know changing diet and location and these things all the time. So that's been something to really work with. And the only way I've really been able to do it, besides my practice, is being with Mother Nature. Like that's, that's where I find absolute peace, mm -hmm. just going out in nature, sitting on the grass, sitting under a tree and learning how to listen to that, learning how to drop in to that wisdom. I mean, I, I honestly claim to know nothing. I, I lay no claim to, I mean, I study, I share what I understand, but to me, you know, if we can just find a little bit of information that helps us to be more human more caring um, and more available then we can learn from life itself you are listening to the indie creators in the joy zone on klbp long beach public radio on 99.1 fm and online at klbp.org this is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. What books are sitting on your desk that you reference? Who do you reference? It changes. That's part of being on the road. <laughs> um, so I always like to have some kind of How about poet, today? poetry. How about today? <laughs> well, I'm in my quarantine room here. So uh, there's, a, there's a couple of books. There's a copy of the Bhagavad Gita up there, which is really a timeless piece of uh, yogic wisdom, but one of the most studied. Appropriate for right now, too. That's right. Mm -hmm. Spiritual warriors unite. And um, a copy of a book called Emotional Intimacy oh. by Robert Masters. It's a wonderful book. Um, there's a, a copy of the Yoga Sutras and... Uh, and then there's a so, so, you, so this becomes part of your practice. So, you, I mean, you're referencing us. But keep in mind, it's the it's the enlightenment of those that may not have had the luxury of being in direct contact or have a have a practice or have some insight into yoga. And if we look at, if I have to look at you or look at what you offer, and I have no reference for what yoga is, and you mentioned practice, I have my practice, and my practice brings me back to the present. You didn't say that. But I'm, you're sort of alluding to that. My my practice brings me back into the present, brings me back into perspective, 
in relation to the world, which allows me to gain deeper understandings. So what is your practice? Like, like you had to break it down. Break it down. So wake up in the morning, go have a glass of lemon water most days, and a little prayer. I just start my day off with a prayer. And, um, and actually before that, I've, I've, there's this meditation I learned many years ago where you, before you get out of bed, you just kind of wait. It's called waking up into consciousness. And nice. you kind of hover in between the dream world and sleeping world and this world. And I, actually, I feel a bell coming, Suzanne. I feel the bell coming. <laughs> All right. The What's the bell? Keep going. <laughs> okay. Keep going. That's a premature so, bell. But. So I, I usually, most days, stay there and for a little while. And it's very, it's a spacious place where it's, I mean, I can only share my own experience, but I, it's like, I kind of just go into like prayer and chanting and, and, you know, some days are hard, you know, it's just, there are different things that we're all working with that I'm working with. So that's really a place where there's a lot of peace and I can kind of focus my mind on things without being asleep or too stuck in this world. And then I get up, I just start with the, you know, usually a little prayer, Lemon water. I like a little coffee in the morning. Have a coffee. Prayer, lemon water, a little Prayer. coffee in the morning, a yeah. little and mantra. I do my practice. Yeah, do my practice. I do some, you know, my whole yoga thing and then do some chanting. Whole yoga thing. So what is what does the whole yoga thing look like for you these days? Well, during quarantine it's much better than <laughs> traveling than more time. But um, yeah, it varies. I you know, over the years I've really worked on cultivating a uh, body-friendly practice for me. It's not, you know, in the older days, and so much of the yoga in the West has been about this real push to to do the asanas, the asanas, the, you know, the postures, postures. And, okay. and I would say a little too much focused on that. We've actually had even so many injuries with people. And it's it's kind of a, it's almost like taking one limb of a tree, which really it is, and, and saying that only that limb is the tree. Yogis will know the reference I'm making there. But slowly, it's been part of our journey to understand that there's a whole tree, which is all the limbs of yoga and Ayurveda and then the whole system. So for me, it's a lot of, um, I've gone, gone a lot more into somatic type work, like really like learning to listen to the body, more gentle movements and cultivating more of a, a, a soft power, a sustainable energy, a lot of breath work because and especially now we're, we're understanding in the whole collective how important our lungs are how important breath work is but i'll just say you know for anybody interested in this the secret to longevity in the eastern traditions is breath and so that's why they developed qigong in china they developed pranayama in india shamanic traditions um this is really like so that's good so you got the lemon water you got the prayer. I lost your breath. You do the chin. Okay. You do the you, you do the you do the you do a little asana. You do a little breathing, and now you're into your world, right? So now what happens? So hopefully, what's happened from all of all of that wonderful conscientious well, effort? You know, then happens? I got to go to work. <laughs> so then you got to go to work, right? You got to go, go look after the kids. You got to go look after the family. You got all of a sudden life starts to starts to cross cross your path you come out of the safety of the room but you're armed with something you have something there that if you didn't make those efforts well you're assuming you're assuming i left the room 
I, you know, for me, and probably like you too, I don't know, but it's uh, so much is now in the computers. So I, I spend, I would say, I'm working on spending less time at the computer, but all the communications and now even with yeah. the online classes and platforms and getting everything. So it's a lot of my work is here um, at the computer. And during quarantine, you know, my daughter is, is down the street here. So I go spend time with her every day, like usually a couple hours a day. And we have our little socially quarantine play day. And although now we're past that and, and now she's actually going to come stay with me this week here, which is great. So thanks. Yeah, it's been really great for that, actually. You know, it's, it's, it's insightful. I want, you, I want to ask you to go back like three minutes and recap. I want to know what a day in the life of a yogi looks like. And I have no idea. Like, I don't even, I'm thinking about yogis as in India and they're just fakirs and they're on the corner somewhere begging for food, doing funny stretches. Right? If I don't know anything about yoga. Sounds so peaceful. <laughs> but if I, but in this day and age, right? Yeah. Like, we have someone right here. We have, we have Desal David Ray, who's elevated the hearts and minds and spirits yeah. of thousands and thousands and thousands of people through his presence alone. That, that's a gift. You're, you're Worldwide. So I will not say he's a gift, but we all know he's a gift. <laughs> and so these yeah. little, this little, that little insight into even how he begins and then how the day comes to him. And, and, I, and I, I've spent enough time with him to know, and I'm acting like you're not here, Saul, but you're right there. But I've spent enough time for, to, with him to know that he's an adaptive human being. He adapts. Something happens, he adjusts. But something else stays constant. And there's an ability to adapt seamlessly and with grace and with the presence that we all wish for. And, and to me, these are the gifts of what a yoga practice can bring to somebody and the qualities and the virtues that a human being basically recovers from their essence and has always had available to them. But through the practice of yoga, we're able to strip away what's not us and, and, and put front and center what truly is us, our divine aspect. And uh, to me, that's what Saul brings. And, and these little insights into understanding that, hey, you know what, maybe I want that for myself. And for us to know that it's possibly attainable, that's a very exciting prospect. And to me, that's the symbol that you represent as a, as a person. Uh, if I can do it anyway. Well, and Sal, would you say, would you say having this little bit of extra space for yourself is nourishing you? And then do you feel that you're going to make sure that you carve that out for yourself as you go back into the new world that we don't know where we're going to enter into? Like, how has it juiced you up different when you don't, I mean, you have to meet the computer, but you're not having to run into, you know, the retreat or the class or, yeah, you no, know, all of those things. Rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I'm, it's both, it's both a, uh, a blessing and a challenge. I, I don't need a lot for myself. It's, it's interesting, you know, like I can be stressed and just do a little chant or meditation, do a little practice and I'm, I feel fine. Um, so I'm, I'm learning how to, I mean, what, what's great for me is to be off the road and to just really have an anchor of practice pretty most days. I mean, some days I get right into work maybe. Um, 
But I really, you know, I like this rhythm. I've been trying to get myself off the road a little bit for the last couple of years, just like kind of weaning it back a little, little bits and little bits. But that's that's my work, you know. Um, but I definitely like this rhythm, and um, you know, self care is is a challenge for me, like to make sure it's always enough, like to receive healing work to um, certain things. That, well, it's it depends. And certain things I do for self care regularly. But, you know, little extras and things like that, I, I could, be, could be better at. Are you looking for me? You will not find me in synagogues or cathedrals. Nothing matters on the guitar. Nothing lays winding around your neck. Nor in eating nothing but vegetables, no, 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 no. KLVP.org. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. And if we could think about, if we could think about anything that you want to say to our world out there, or anything, and you already say it, you already said it, you say it in things that you say, but specific instructions to a population that needs to freaking relax. A tangible one, two, three, and how we can all be better. Hmm. Um, maybe really how from a yoga, we can trust well, you know, look, it it's really comes down to the, the outer reality on the planet and our inner reality are linked. And, you know, yoga and any kind of spiritual practice, healing practice, helps us to create balance between the inner and outer. We're in a difficult place right now as a, as, as a human family. I, I don't see us and them ultimately. To me, it's we're a human family and our way of life, has, I mean, this is really like a silver lining in this incredibly challenging time. There's also so many places where nature is regenerating. There are, there are places where people are 
rethinking about how they're doing life, what's important to them. Now, some people are not getting that luxury, people on the front lines and, you know, so it's not for everybody, but those of us who have that time, we should make use, use of it. The human body, mind and spirit have an incredible resilience to them. We can heal and transform our body and our world by just making certain shifts. And, you know, you brought up stress. So many people are dealing with too much stress. Our, our world is on overdrive. Our definition of success, our definition of work. And we have to find ways to just unplug from that matrix. And, you know, and Suzanne mentioned the word trust. You know, it's, it's really, you know, it's like, what are we going to put our trust in? I also think this time is revealing a lot of things on a lot of levels about our politics, our economics, the direction of our planet, what's what truth is on many levels. And I think that as a human family, somehow we have to come back together and rethink, rethink this, which is you know what we're all hopefully able to do at this time. But I'll just say it this way, if if you bring in you feel a resonance with this to just bring some simple few moments a day of meditation of prayer of breathing into your life it will change your life and we don't need a lot you know you can just start with little threads get to a yoga class as tom said find a great you know a teacher that you resonate with there's incredible amounts of free online or by donation online yoga right now meditation breath work um, we have the tools to transform our world externally and internally so that's beautiful Saul. how do we send Saul out suzanne you got anything else you want to ask this man will you sing a song a chance. <laughs> hey, we we gotta use this, we gotta use this album to 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 permeate the show. Is that okay, Saul? Sure. Can we use yeah, a song? we'll do that. On the radio there. That's cool. Want to hear you live? Yeah, want to hear him live. But yeah, if we can use that album and interlace through the whole show, it'd be awesome. David Ray, everybody. So many of you know it's a Tibetan prayer for compassion to our world. Om Mani Padme Hum. Kri. Kri is for the heart. Thank you for that. That's my favorite. Om Mani Padme Om, because I can remember it.
David Ray, folks. That's uh, the guru, the teacher, the yogi. And you know what, Guru? It's a Tibetan bell right? for you. Guru <laughs> teacher. means translation. The official translation is G U R U. U. That's beautiful. You guys song. are awesome. Thanks for doing this. And um, me on. I really, it's so great to see you both and love what you're doing, creating more joy in the world. Hey, we're just point. We're just pointing out where yeah. it is, and and we're in. You're on a show called Indie Creators in the Joy Zone, and my friend, you are a joy zone. And anybody that has the privilege of entering into your sphere <laughs> will learn that rather quickly. So you are an official indie creator in the joy zone person, and we love you. Love you too, brother. Love you, sister. Happy Earth Day, Happy Earth Day. Because I'm online all the time, and in the moment you go, on, how do we find you? Official sites, official. Dear God, um, yeah, <laughs> all that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, put, we'll put all the links on there. I have, I have but website, say it out loud. I have, I have donation classes going right now. Anybody can come online, and uh, we're starting a little chanting immersion um, May first. It's online, everything mm -hmm. recorded, so it's on the. So, so the Facebook group is Soul Sangha. Uh, that's the one I continue to find you on. Soul Sangha, right? So, yeah, S O U L. S So, yeah, S yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. a good place to, for people on great. Facebook? Yeah. That's it. And, and you have uh, you have the website, right? What's that? Uh, Saul David Ray, my name. Saul David Ray. Well, there you go. That's that's easy enough. SaulDavidRay.com. And uh, we can find you and keep up with you. And, uh, Keep up the good work, my friend. We need you. All right. Appreciate you being here. Keep up the Namaste. good work. All right, family. <laughs> Lots of love. Bye-bye. <laughs> Namaste. Bye. I saw David Ray. It was nice to see him. Yeah. Very, very good to see him. <laughs> it was, it's good to see him and just being able to be still. Uh, I mean that he always is still, but I can feel him in the sense that he's had a chance to like, root down which is nice i think we all need that you know well it's good to it's good it's it's interesting having somebody that walks that walk and to, to try to you know get them excited about <laughs> an interview <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> but i but i think he was i think he was very generous and i think he gave us some fresh insights into into what that lifestyle might be and what it might mean um he likes to well, he's, he truly is a living example. Attention. He definitely wants to deflect, yet doesn't want to take credit for being the human that he, the wonderful human that he is, and he deflects that wherever he gets the opportunity. But uh, he 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 is truly truly is a transform. His classes are truly transformative, and uh, it's it's over the years you can imagine uh, all the joy and all of the good vibes that he's shared with so many people you know well good 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 but it was nice it, the combination with brian and and saul uh is pretty much what this joy zone is about and they're both 
independent creators saw with his musician abilities and starting off as a musician and uh, certainly an indie independent creator and Brian with his uh, independent spirit as a as an actor and a director and somebody who's sharing his gifts on a on a more macro scale is uh, uh, we're, we're blessed to have those two guys. Absolutely. And, I um, and I, what I was saying, well, what I what I was saying is uh, he's you know for someone that is interested in practicing practicing yoga, what's so beautiful about him is he truly is like a gypsy or a mystic that's moving around but retains that stillness uh which isn't always easy if you have to keep moving from place to place to place to place and sometimes you know you have your house on your back uh but he retains that and drops in it's really beautiful to witness well that's so. why the chinese uh respect so the turtle. are you ready for some pizza yes respect we're gonna the turtle. we're off yeah. to hollywood pies <laughs> we're off to hollywood pies to deliver yeah deliver deep dish Chicago pizza to nurses that are working hard on our behalf. And uh, I've got my bad guy outfit on. Yeah, do that. I got to get my, my wrap. My my... Got my, so you go get your wrap and I'll secure my mask and I'll meet you at the car. Okay, sounds good. Great to see you, Thomas. <laughs> You've been listening to the KLBP 99.1 Long Beach FM Public Radio. There you go. Indie Craters in the Joy Zone. Yeah, Indie Craters in the Joy Zone. find me in the tiniest house of time. Kabir says, student, tell me, what is God? What is God? What is God? Breath inside the breath. 
listening to the indie creators in the joy zone on klbp long beach public radio on 99.1 fm and online at klbp.org this is your hosts suzanne toro and thomas artivani